Hey, yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ to Road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I am one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, yo, what up? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. And uh, DJ D Miles is getting his ass fixed once again. Once again. And we hope you get your ass fixed one day, right? No, so, permanently get that shit fixed. Yeah, get it fixed. You don't have to get it fixed no more. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> On that note. But anyway, we I wanted to talk about South by Southwest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? I know it's been a couple of weeks. There's just so many of the homies in town. And we, yo, we got to give a shout to all the DJs that spun our event yep. yes. at Tipsy Alchemist. Shout out to Tipsy Alchemist and David. For having us, yeah. Yeah, we got to shout Boy Genius. We got to shout um, Kaz. Bangarang. Bangarang. Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker, Rise, uh, Boy Genius, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We Mark also Cuts. have uh, the local dudes, Mark Cuts, uh, DJ Mad, RLE, and Enzo. Mm-hmm. And um, yo, man, shout to all of them. Even yeah. Scooter, who flew in early just to do our event, man. Mm-hmm. ETX, shout out e- to ETX. Yeah, ETX is the man, too. Yeah, I mean, yo, like everyone came through, everyone showed love, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It was just great to see everyone and just hang out and kick it. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of dope interviews, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yo, like, I, I really, you know, I was talking to Jerome. Jerome has like a DC party, Darling Nikki. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm headed to New York next week, so I'm going to try to stop by with him and Matias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then check that out. But I was even telling him like he should have darling Nikki at the next South by Southwest. Yeah, I'd be yeah. and I, I just think dope. I think like you know like Miles Medina and Jules in San Diego, mm-hmm. they got their hickeys and dry humps. Yeah, you know they. I feel like they should do something at South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we can just like have more DJs doing more events, you know, like and have like an open format presence over there mm-hmm. with hip hop, R and B, you know, throwbacks and all the shit. Like I think it'll be it'll be like kind of it'll be interesting, you know what I'm saying, for all of us to be there. Because so this is so this is my second year going to South by Southwest. Yeah. Was it like this before the pandemic? I think it well, last year was more artist based, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, like no one no one's been talking about this. Well, maybe people have, but it's been more apparent, you know, this year. Mm-hmm. Um and it probably started last year Art Basel. The thing is like there was all this tech money. Mm-hmm. There was uh the crypto money, yeah. there was the NFT money. Mm-hmm. So when South by Southwest came, there was like all this, there was all this funding from all these NFT companies and yeah. fucking crypto companies. Mm-hmm. And even our Basel was crazy. I think like people were flying out like last minute, just making like 10K in a week. You know what I'm saying? From just like yeah. gigs here and there. Yeah. Like, yo, because these NFT companies and these crypto companies were like, yo, we're, we're, we're renting out this space and we need a DJ. Mm-hmm. We'll pay them 2K. Yeah. You know? And then, no one would show up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But when the, when the crypto shit crashed and the fucking NFTs crashed and everything crashed, our Basel that just passed this, you know, this past year, yeah. it was missing all that crypto money, mm-hmm. all the NFT money. And we're yeah. kind, we kind of saw the same thing with this South by South. Yeah, a lot of tech yeah. companies yeah. gave out, yeah. And then also in that coming out, like a lot of corporate people pulled out as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like this wasn't the busiest South by Southwest. But there were so many DJs that came out. But then also, I think there was a lack of new artists. Last year, there was yeah. a ton of new artists, right? Mm-hmm. Like Fireboy was performing. Yeah, that's right, yeah. There was like just all these artists and there was more like record label presence. Mm-hmm. And I, I think record labels pulled out. So there was like, there wasn't that many artist presence. Mm-hmm. But I think next year, if, if the DJs kind of come together, we can make this kind of like a fun like open it's format like, like a, party like you said open festival. format ultra yeah <laughs> where there's like all these dope parties just scattered out throughout the city at different times mm-hmm. um i think that'll be dope you know maybe it could happen maybe it won't happen i don't know but i feel like there's something there because it was like it was it was fun yeah 
Um, I mean, if, like, he, if he can't get invited to Jazzy Jeff retreat, this could be the next yeah, best thing. Yeah, it's the next best thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to see Jazzy Jeff and Scratch Bassett together. That what was, was it? That, the, the 12, the 12 Rivers, Rivers event. Yeah, yeah man. The they had a dope best party on Wednesday and then Thursday and then Friday. But that yeah. Wednesday party, it was such a like. I think Wednesday might have been the best one. Yeah, that was yeah, my yeah. favorite thing. Oh, I mean, definitely. Wednesday was, was Buck Rogers. Yes. Uh-huh. And it was Just Blaze. Yes. Uh, I think Just Blaze was hosting it with Cypher Sounds. Yes. Shout to Cypher because Cypher actually got us in. Yeah. <laughs> Just Blaze was DJing. Just Blaze was DJing. DJing yeah. Scratch Bastard, Jazzy Jeff, uh-huh. and Just Blaze brought out Freeway. Yeah, and um, Beanie Single. Yeah, and, and I was Jada like, Kiss. "Yo, man!" And Jada Kiss, uh-huh. and then Red Man, and then, Red and then Red, yo, I didn't re- yo, Red Man fucking destroyed that shit. I know, man. man. I didn't realize how many fucking hits Red oh, Man had. Definitely, man, dude. He could no. put on a show. Shout too, out man. to Cypher. Yeah, but come he on, he kept playing the shit. He kept but playing the, all the hits. But don't front. You would you wouldn't imagine that Red Man would have that many hits, would you? Yes, absolutely. I was actually man. like, I was like, I forgot about I'll be that. I was nah, like, man. I forgot about a bunch. Nah, man, fucking Red Man got hits for days. That's crazy. Yeah. No, no, that was like maybe one of the best hip hop performances I've seen. That was a hip hop yeah. moment, bro. What are you talking yeah. about? And then Dave Chappelle popped up, yeah. and that was even fucking crazier. <laughs> it's funny. We were t- I was talking with Saif, and he was like, uh, Dave Chappelle was like, yo, because everyone was talking about uh, Joe Rogan's new comedy club. Mm-hmm. Mothership, yeah. Yeah, Mothership. And like Dave Chappelle did a set there impromptu. Uh-huh. He just came through and just rocked. Mm-hmm. So he hit up Saif, and he's like, yo, come out tonight and like rock with me, like open for me. Yeah. And Saif was like, nah, like, I got to do this thing with Jazzy Jeff and, like, you know, Scratch Bassett. And he started, like, listing the lineup, like, Red Man. And I think Dave Dave Chappelle was like, what? He was like, fuck that. I'm going to go where you at. (laughs) Yeah, so he came through. I'm coming, Saif. Yeah. (laughs) Saif sounds. I told you to stop DJing. I'm coming, Saif. Start doing this comedy shit. He came with Talib Kweli. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just like, yo, I've never, when was the last time you went to like a hip hop function like that? That was was my first time. It's been a long time, man. Maybe like 15 years, maybe? I mean. 10 to 15 years? Might be longer, yeah. That's crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. I I really, that was like the most hip hop event I've been to in like years. That was my biggest hip hop event moment of all time. Really? That's the closest I would get to a tunnel, I think. That moment where the DJs and the just on the stage and everybody in the crowd is just enjoying the music mm-hmm. for what it is. I mean, there was cameras out, but everybody was rapping like Red Man shit, which I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, man, I mean, that was a moment. And for then sure. the next night was Natasha Dick soul in the horn. Yeah. <sighs> and wow, yeah, Anderson Pack, DJ Pee Wee got yeah. on. We saw we saw Eddie Mac. Yeah, yeah. over there, shout to Eddie. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dude, that was a vibe. That was yeah. so full as fuck. Like I've never seen. Like a band, like a jazz band, and all these horns playing like disco music. It was just beautiful. Like it was so inspirational and shit. Do they have a band? They had a band. Do you guys miss the band? The guys with the horns? Well, they had the trumpets. A, they had a, a player. They didn't have a band. There they was had a, no. they had a saxophone. A guy there was like three people up there. <laughs> they didn't have a drummer, did they? Yeah. No, they didn't have a drummer. I thought it was just a DJ. No. No, they had somebody playing. They were playing uh, trumpets and horns. You was, were, you were that, fucked up. Was, no, no, that was only for Anderson Pack. That was his horn guy. Though. Yeah, that was no, exactly. That was Anderson's man. guy. Am I tripping? Maurice? Yeah. No. Yeah, bro, I kept hearing like a band, a jazz band playing music. No, it was all vinyl. That was a, yeah. That was the records, man. That wasn't a band. Okay, yeah, yeah. that may be wrong. Because she was playing disco songs. There was no yeah. like you. We would have heard 
a horn coming into yeah exactly nah we're Anderson guy do 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 run 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 it wasn't yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe I was tripping I swore I thought it was a band like a drummer up there yeah. like I remember I, I, whatever. <laughs> I remember that song specifically because me and Never were like you dancing together you're dancing yeah that's what I'm saying when are the times we ever danced together that was funny that. we were like do 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 run run, run, run. run. Scooter was dancing <laughs> We were like, <laughs> you're like, at the point you come over and give me your backpack, you're like, yo, hold this shit. I was like, all right. Did it do? Run, run. That was a fun night. That was, that was dope, really man. fun yeah. night. I was sad that was our last night. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She had cool merch too, like a bunch of like 45 stuff. And, and shit. then who was there the next night? But we we had left already. That man. was Bass's barbecue. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. So we missed Bass's Damn. barbecue on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. But that would have been insane. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yo, like, South by Southwest, I mean, uh, I'm going to say, I hope we're going to do an event next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, know. we might just go down there for the fuck of it. Cause yeah, because I was gonna say like you know I want to do an event, but I just kind of want to hang out and get interviews and like yeah, I want to I want to do something different. I feel like we did this thing two years in a row, mm-hmm. so I kind of want to maybe try something different next year. Um, but yo, I definitely want to go regardless. Yeah. Try to get back on the Twelve Rivers uh, yeah. guest list. Yeah, try to get on there. Hopefully, Cipher Sounds is back. Cypher, there. Yeah, man. Shout bring to you back. I actually wanted to like talk about Jazzy Jeff spinning. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously he sounded amazing. Yeah, but I was telling Never this, and uh, you know, I was thinking about this for for a while actually after that, after that night. You know, I've never seen. You know, how old is Jazzy Jeff at this point? At least fifty five. No, I think he's older, maybe like fifty seven, late fifties, late fifties. Yeah, I've never seen someone so on point. Oh man, right? Like they're on top of their shit. Mm-hmm. Their scratches are on point. Yeah, their selection of music is on point, mm-hmm. and then I've never seen someone look so happy. Him and Scratch Bastard. Yeah, I've never seen anyone DJ that looks so joyously they, happy. They had the biggest smiles on their faces. Bro, there's like they were playing double dutch and shit. Yeah. Like they're just throwing music to each other. I was crazy. almost like taken aback. Like the the instant New York reaction was, "What the fuck are y'all smiling about? Yeah. What's, what's so <laughs> you bitter so motherfuckers?" Happy. Why are you so happy? Why the <laughs> fuck are you so happy? You know? Yeah. And then I was instantly just envi- envious. I was just like looking at them and I was like, wow, that's like, imagine, I don't know if I've ever DJed and smiled that much. Never. What about you, Ned? Never, never smile. <laughs> I've seen you smile. Yeah, but you're no. pretty. You're pretty ra- like sober not, smile like that. If, <laughs> I, if I'm drunk and having a good time, yeah. I'm, but these guys are sober. They was just like no. But they thing. were they were spending for like an hour and a half. We were there, and they didn't stop smiling or having the greatest. No, time. no. There's like footage. I think I took video of Jeff, and he just looked like he was just. I've never seen someone so happy. Maybe he was on shrooms or something. No, nah, no. Nah, nah. Maybe he smoked like a happy blunt. Maybe I he, he had some good weed. <laughs> but I, I was just like, you know, that's really, I don't know, man. That's a great place to be in life. Yeah. To to be in your late 50s and getting paid to do what you love. Yeah. And you're yeah. still pl- you're playing at a top high level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're at still the, like at the, the highest level. Yeah. Like, like you, know, you have not slowed down. You have not lost it. Like you're still, still the goat. Yeah, and just to love what you're doing and just to be happy like mm-hmm. that. I was just very um, inspired. It was just very, yeah. you know, the energy, it was like a warm energy that night. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It felt good. Um, like I said, sometimes 
but sometimes when I'm DJing, I think of myself. I'm thinking, damn, I'm, I don't believe I'm still doing this shit. Mm-hmm. When am I getting older? Should I chill? But when I look at a Jazzy Jeff that's still doing it, mm-hmm. and it makes me think to myself, damn, Nev, you can still keep doing this shit, man. If someone like Jeff is still doing it, why you got to stop? You can keep doing it also. So it's kind of definitely inspirational. Why you got to think about yourself? Just- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, it's true though. Like when you look at your DJ career, you have these like expectations when you're young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, you kind of fulfill them. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you don't, you can't just stay one thing forever. Yeah. You kind of got to evolve. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I look at Jazzy Jeff. Like, you know, like we're all evolving. Yeah. Every, like almost every five to 10 years, we're all Definitely, evolving, man. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some DJs adapt, some don't. Yeah. Some kind of stay in their lane. Mm-hmm. Some kind of like, you know, open up to other lanes. Yeah. I, I just think it's interesting though, that you can be that happy. You know, because I mean, a lot of DJs we meet, they're not really that happy, right? They're miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they're not happy. Like, mm-hmm. but if you think about it, like, yo, you're, you're getting to play music, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you unhappy about, really? Yeah. You're unhappy that what? Like, you should be getting more money, or this guy's getting more than you, mm-hmm. or this guy's playing at this this venue that you you should be you playing should be at. Doing. Yeah, yeah, but in the end, it's just like you're doing what you love. Yeah, you're good at it, mm-hmm. and if you stay at it, you you know, I don't but, know. But man. You might get better. I mean, <laughs> well, I just think you know we all evolve. I just thought it was inspiring. I yeah, loved it. Definitely, right. I lo- I, I was, was it was really good to see Scratch Bastard. And Jazzy Jeff just having a ball up mm-hmm. there. And yeah. it was great to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing um, them together when they're scratching and just throwing songs back and forth, I'm like, if they know each other like the back of their hands, which is crazy. And one lives in Canada and the other one lives well, in Well, they DJ before together, so they kind of know, know each other. That was too good, bro. That was way too but good. They've done Twitch a couple of t- a bunch of times, so they kind of yeah. know each other's style. But, but wow. they kind of know each other's style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 a bit of a tongue. <laughs> uh. it, it reminded me of jazz, the way they kind of improvise. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jazzy Jeff would leave Scratch Bassett off at one thing, and he kind of they'd be like, "What are you gonna do?" Yeah, and then oh, like oh, like Scratch Bassett would go this way, mm-hmm. and then Jeff would be like, "Oh, you're gonna go that way? All right, let me let me uh, you know let me help you go that way. Let me like fuck with this record so you can go in this direction. Like layer mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, yeah. So they're just kind of like fucking with each other, yeah. and then they would speak to each other like, you know, loop this part, loop this part, and I'll do this and I'll mm-hmm. do that. So it was very much like jazz. It was like an improvisation. You're just seeing like these two dudes who are the best at it with the tools that they got. Mm-hmm. It was it was amazing. Yeah. I right, so I want to bring this to the news real quick. Okay. Oof. So like you know in our in our past episodes, I think it was episode sixty five because I was doing some research. Episode right number by the way. The fact you know. No, I know. I know the right number. I'm like pretty impressed because the news has been popping up. With Joe Low, right? Our we know favorite, Joe. Our yeah. favorite guy, Joe. Yeah. Joe to the motherfucking low. My right? man. <laughs> uh, Joe to the motherfucking low. So, so Joe Low's back in the news. We had an episode with Joe Low. You know, like in episode sixty-five, it's like it's like a comic book. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so in issue number sixty-five, we you know the villain Joe Low was introduced, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we spoke about Joe Low, right? Yeah. So like, I'm not gonna go too much into Joe Low since that episode. There's been countless documentaries on YouTube. YouTube, right yeah mm-hmm. it's like all this shit coming out on youtube every time something new comes up someone dms me like yo you took you saw this and i'm like no nah, i haven't seen any of this shit, right <laughs> yeah so anyway we all know about him this motherfucker basically stole like i don't know 14.5 wait no 
4.5 billion I think yeah yeah. So this motherfucker basically stole 4.5 billion from Malaysia mm-hmm. he, they, they created like this fund that was supposed to like he was supposed to invest in like properties in Beverly Hills New York and London mm-hmm. I think there was like a, a even a hotel like a boutique hotel he was supposed to invest in and instead of <laughs> instead of investing 4.5 billion into these <laughs> hotels and this property from Malaysia right yeah. mm-hmm. he fucking takes all this money and he just parties the fuck out, and he mm-hmm. buys gifts for everybody. He bought, he like he used to. I think he gave like you know Paris Hilton and her sister like one million just to hang out. And he would spend so like there was a, there's this rumor that he spent so much money. There was an opening of this club, and he kept going to that club for a year. Mm-hmm. He went to that club, and what he spent in a year is literally they recouped all their money from their investment in opening the club. Oh my God. And that's unusual. Which is unheard of. Super unusual. unusual. From him alone. From from him alone. From the Jolo account. (laughs) From one year of Jolo. (laughs) They paid for for the fucking club for their complete investment. (laughs) That's one credit. It's needless to say, everyone fucking loved Jolo. When the Jolo reign was happening, right? I everyone loved Jolo. Mm-hmm. That means everyone was getting paid. Yeah, everybody was getting something. Everyone was getting something. Mm-hmm. Like Denzel said, I'm leaving with something. <laughs> <laughs> he just never tipped DJs. That was the only thing. Nah, man. He, he would send like a couple he bottles. He send you bottles or something. But we never got like, I didn't get like, a, I don't know. I didn't get like a G. Like, yo, yo keep playing my song. <laughs> I remember there was this venue. Oh, I'm not going to say it. Okay, don't say it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get indicted. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need you. If anyway, he, if he gets indicted, we all getting indicted. We're all going there. Yeah, look, I'm not getting indicted because number one, I didn't take no fucking money. I never hung out with this motherfucker. I don't know shit about him besides whatever happened in the clubs. So you were C from a And phone. honestly, it was so long ago, I don't even remember what clubs it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Do you, do you hear that? All you motherfuckers? I don't even remember what clubs I was spinning long night. when all this shit, when all this JOLO shit happened. So even if you indict me, I'm going to be like, I don't remember. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Watch him, watch him come in and be like, yo, look at your flyers from every club. <laughs> Oh, fuck. You don't remember this? Remember this? <laughs> Korean blow? Korean, there's videos of you on YouTube. There are so many amendments <laughs> in the Constitution of the United States. Oh the fifth. Um, all right, so anyway, Praz <laughs> is in the news. Praz from the Fuji, yep. a.k.a. the Fugitives. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> yo, so Praz is in this scandal with Jolo. Mm-hmm. Apparently Jolo, I don't know the full shit, you know, I skimmed through the news, so please correct me or just don't even take me seriously Yeah, whatever I say. Basically, I think they were trying to cipher money into the Trump campaign. You know what? Mm-hmm. I first, actually, I thought it was the Obama, Obama campaign. I think it was the Trump campaign because they wanted Trump to get elected mm-hmm. so Trump could basically stop the investigation on Jolo. That's what... Okay, you know why I would say it's the Obama? Because yeah. this happened in 2012, 2013. Trump didn't run for office till like... 16th. Yeah, but I think that's when they started investing because mm-hmm. they were the investigation was ongoing. All right. It could have been with Obama as well. Yeah. Ooh. It could have been with both. Mm-hmm. But I think with this one, I think it's really on the Trump campaign. Okay. I think they're, I don't, you know, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Either way, Proz is in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fucking Leonardo DiCaprio is getting in. Got Leo on the stand. Yeah, I mean, yo, there was, can I just tell you something? It, like, there were, there were so many rumors of him paying celebrities to hang out. Mm-hmm. Leo, Jamie Foxx. 
I mean, it was like it, the, the list was endless. Yeah. I mean, even that what was that model that he was supposedly dating? Mar- Miranda Kerr. Yeah, Miranda Kerr. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was giving out Picassos, Monets, yeah. like cars, millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And not all one these- cent to the DJs. God damn it. I, yo. <laughs> all the DJs got was a bottle. <laughs> but I would like a bottle yo, of Patron. <laughs> so like somehow he got, I don't know how the fuck he linked up with Praz. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mr. Le- Electric Avenue over there. <laughs> Remember that? That was actually kind of a nah. That was um the other dude. That was a no. Electric Avenue was prize, wasn't it? Or was he was he featured on it? That was John Forte. John Forte, yeah. That's John Forte. Yeah. You know, so, that's another one that went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so, what's up with the Fuji? No, no. So I was doing the, research the on the camp. Fujis. Like everyone oh, from the Fujis has some type of criminal activity, yeah. bro. It's really Holy crazy. Yeah. They're living up to the name. Well, let's, John Forte was the first one, though, right? Yeah. John Forte is like the Capadonna of the Fuji. <laughs> the Fuji, right? yeah. Uh-huh. He's the Cappuccino Capadonna. The Capadonna. Of the Fugees, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Praz is like the U God of the Fuji's. Yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. so John Forte got locked up, right? Yeah. He got 14 years because he carried 14 kilos Something, yeah. of liquid yeah. cocaine. Mm-hmm. He got caught with 14 kilos of liquid cocaine. Yeah. He got out of jail somehow. Bush, like, I guess, pardoned him or some shit. He was good friends with um, Carly Simon. Carly Simon. Well, how the fuck did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how did, why did know, Carly Simon, so wait, Carly Simon, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And Ben Taylor, who's like a folk singer. Where, and that's her son. That's, oh, that's Carly That's Carly Simon's son, yeah. Okay. With James Taylor, yeah. the singer James Taylor. Okay, okay, okay. So, like, so how did the fuck did they become friends with Praz? I think they went to um school together. Oh, Praz what? and Ben Taylor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because they petitioned for him to get released. Yeah. So, he didn't do, he had a minimum of 14 years he had to do. Uh-huh. And he got out in seven. Yeah. Seven, god damn. And somehow yeah. in jail, I don't know what this story, I because I don't really read, like, the whole article. I just skimmed through it. Mm-hmm. But somehow in this article, it said that, his cellmate taught him the guitar. So then he started like falling in love with the guitar. So when he came out, he dropped all these albums and stuff and he became this like kind of bluesy folk singer uh-huh. or whatever. But a- anyway, I-, I was looking and he has like four albums out. Mm-hmm. John Forte has four albums out. Really? <laughs> I just thought it was weird. So this motherfucker did a bid, right? Uh-huh. Now we got Praz who's, who's, you know, he's in trouble right now. Yeah. Now let's go to Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill had tax evasion issues. Yep. She owed like two million in taxes. God damn. Mm-hmm. Did you know she actually did a bid? She did like a year. Or- no, she did three months in Connecticut. Uh. She did three months. She actually went to jail for three months. No one ever knew. <laughs> for fucking tax evasion. This is wow. a smart woman too. She went to Columbia University, didn't she? Yeah. She's fucking smart. Mm-hmm. So like now you got num- you got fugitive number two, Fuji number two, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then Wyclef now. Yeah. Wyclef, he was involved in some. Well, look, look, he remember there was an earthquake in Haiti, yeah, two thousand ten. Yeah, the fundraising, oh, the fundraising, yeah, created a fund. But this is the thing with Wyclef. When I was DJing, I remember I was at PM in New York. Yeah, the owners of of PM was Unique and Kiki, huge promoters in in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. They had they had like Haitians. They were yeah. they um they started. I think they got famous from the Serafina party. Yeah. They had all these supermodels there. It was like maybe one of the biggest in the early 2000s, like supermodel parties. They were just known for these big parties. They opened their first club PM. Mm-hmm. And of course they're Haitian. They're yeah. from Haiti straight mm-hmm. from, uh, I think either from Miami. I think they, no, they made sure. their Yeah. I think they made their bones in Miami and went to New York. Mm-hmm. 
long story short, they would do these fundraisers, and of course, there were homies with Wyclef. Yeah. Wyclef would perform at the club. I'd be DJing. You know, all these celebrities would show up. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and he would, Wyclef's amazing. Yeah. And he was always. He's a great performer. If you great know. performer. Yeah. And he was always rallying for Haiti. Yeah, he was always. He, I think at one point they wanted to like make him the president. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, they wanted to vote this yeah. motherfucker the president. Mm-hmm. So after that air earthquake in 2010, right? They, I think they like they were trying to f- get money. They were trying to fundraise, and they only got like sixty thousand or fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. And then when he tweeted out and he started, you know, like really kind of petitioning for them he was just like you gotta help haiti he was like yeah. he was on social he was doing, media about to say he was doing interviews yeah he was like really shows he was he was like really trying to they ended up getting 14 million mm-hmm. god damn 14 million so <laughs> don't tell me he kept a 14 million. <laughs> no but so when you get when they had this 14 million mm-hmm. they later found out they were like yo like nothing's really changing like you know they're not really fixing anything because this earthquake, like, yo, it killed like 300,000 people. Yeah, it's just struck. It was, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. I think it was 1.5 million people were homeless. Yeah, there's like electricity or some shit. Like it was insane. Yeah. It was like really bad. And this dude misappropriated all of these, like, I think 9 million out of the 14 million. Dude, that's a lot, man. Let me check the millions because I, I keep seeing 14. I don't know if I'm right. No, actually, it was 16 million. So out of the 16 million, I think he misappropriated. Nine million, and they, they were looking at the receipts. Like he was flying, like Lindsay Lohan and like oh, Matt Damon. Wait, wait, he was flying. <laughs> he was <laughs> flying Lindsay Lohan and Matt Damon for like charity events. Yeah, but he was flying them in private jets, so it was like sixty k. And then he gave some of his family like six hundred thousand. I think his brother got six hundred thousand. And then they started. They they like rented an expensive office. And they they were paying like all these employees, and then like and then they were saying like they, he was even sending money to his like mistress through the fund. What the fuck? And he was charging he was charging a hundred thousand from the fund for him to perform. Whoa. So like there's there's this video of him like on camera like crying about, like you've seen this video of him. I haven't seen that. You haven't video. seen this shit no. where he's actually apologizing like saying like he fucked up the Jeez. money. And so he admitted that he stole the money. He had to yeah. because it was all out. It was all out. Not documented. But he never did any time though, right? No. I think they they kind of like because because in the end, what everything he did was kind of legal. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of low down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like because he did it in a smart way. It was like he was you know he was hiring his family to work at the company. He was just overpaying. And he did, he, he broke off um, Haiti some money, but he didn't break them off. The I whole. think, no, no, I think they did build some schools and mm-hmm. they, they helped some infrastructure, but yeah. it wasn't like, you know. They didn't come, get the whole 14 million. 16 million. 16 yeah. million. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but he he, just, he was on camera crying about the shit and then they, it fucked everything up pretty much. We don't know what happened with the rest of the money. I'm hoping it went to the right place. So now we're going to go to Fuji number four. Okay. Yeah. Which is Jolo. Jolo. <laughs> Jolo la la. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm really curious to know how Praz and Jolo got into this whole thing. How they got in bed with each other. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. But Praz was the businessman with the Fujis. That was his um, role in the group. He took care of all the business. Number one, Jolo's been missing since I don't know when, right? Mm -hmm. For years now. Mm -hmm. Right? Years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So obviously it was a problem for Jolo 
in 2015 to 16 if he was trying to uh, invest money into Trump's campaign, yeah, right? Yeah, he knew. And if you're telling me if it's in the Obamas, he already kind of knew there was investigations going on. Mm-hmm. So Proz was here by his side. I want to know where the fuck they met, how this conversation started between Proz and Jolo mm-hmm. on like basically, you know, like, yo, I, I could kind of help you get out of this shit. Uh-huh. You know, because that's what Proz was basically telling him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, how the fuck did Proz become the mastermind to stopping an investigation <laughs> on one of the biggest fraud, right? Yeah. So like I, I was having this conversation with, with a couple people. Yeah. And then someone someone hit me up. They said they know someone who kind of was around Jolo. Ooh. Oh, shoot. So like I don't <laughs> listen, listen, listen. listen. <laughs> next level. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Cricket's really trying to think us to the next they, level with this one. I don't know this person, right? Uh-huh. But they're saying that, you know, they, you know, he hit them up. And they said they they you know they're down to speak with us about Jolo. Oh. So like I don't, but I don't know this person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how much of this shit is true. I so, don't. So it could all be a lie. Could it could bullshit. all be a lie. It could be all be bullshit. It yeah. could be all. It, you know what I'm saying? It could be cap. Yeah. It, it could be whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm I'm still kind of curious. Like I want to hear. It. Like even, even if it is bullshit, I still want to hear a little bit about it. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna call this person Jolo. Not- uh-huh. Jolita, Jola, Jola. Jola. <laughs> They're gonna call us up. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm a block number, if I'm a hidden number. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so this, but, it's, it's all very secretive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's all. I, I don't know. There's a lot of shit going on. But basically, we're gonna get on the phone with somebody who knows supposedly, supposedly was yeah. around Jolo Allegedly. around this time. Yeah, all right. all right, let's do this. All right, all right. So we we got Jola on the line. Jola, what's good? Yeah, so so <laughs> so wait. So you were kind of like, you know, you were around Jolo, right? You were like I know you, you you were working in nightlife. I'm not gonna say in what city you were working in, right? But you were in nightlife and you know when, when Jolo would come into town, he would hit you up. Like how would this work? How did you how'd you link with him exactly? Um I was his waitress at one point at the club. And he just took a liking towards me where he felt comfortable. And he felt like I wasn't trying to scam him or like some of the other girls were. So he took a liking towards me and I just kind of went with it. He didn't try anything on me. He wasn't a creep. So it was great. We went out and partied and gambled. First time I learned how to gamble, whatever I gamble, I get to keep. So it was great. How did you know you weren't scamming him? Like, what were you? You you were like a real one, huh? Like you were Jolo's, like real one. He was like one of his his down ass. <laughs> you were. <laughs> I guess I, I don't know. Like I guess we would party and go out and he'd invite us to go to the back to the villa to the mansions and we would all hang out. There'd be a bunch of girls and you always know that some of them are hookers and. Some of them will do anything for the money, and I just minded my own business. So how could you? How could you tell though? Like when someone was trying to scam, like it was it obvious? Was it like, oh, I, can I get some money, Joe? Hey, Jolie. <laughs> they ask for money. They're consistently telling them, "Let's go gamble. Let's go do this." Or so he. So he would just give. He would just give out the money like it's nothing. He did. He did. to me. He did. But uh, he was actually very free about giving the money. He was very generous. Um, when I told him I had to leave, because um, I had no more clothes. I, I mean, I didn't bring anything. We went from the club, and then we went back to the mansion. I was like, I got to go. And he gave me 40K. I'm like, 
it's 10 o'clock. Where am I going to go find something? And what did he say? He said, he said, I don't care. You just go and find something now. <laughs> That's what he said. Something nice. <laughs> he was actually very sweet. He didn't scream. He was very calm, very collected, which is very strange. It was super nice. The only time he would scream or say anything is when we're gambling during Bach Run, he would scream out monkey or nap. I don't know. I don't gamble. I learned that's all I know. When you play Bakra, they scream. They say monkey or natural. Ah, uh, what the fuck, monkey? <laughs> 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 all right, so wait. You be there hanging. So what did you do with 40K? What did you do? Get like a, a Nike tech suit and you just came back? H&M. <laughs> so Air Force Ones. <laughs> I got a Dolce Gabbana dress. I went to Jimmy's shoe. Bought a, some shoes, a purse. Bought some underwear, pajamas, makeup. I had nothing on me. I had my clothes that I went to work in. I had nothing. And did you did you try to give like so in your mind are you like I'm gonna give him back change so he, he sees that I'm being honest. Yeah. So you did. Actually I did. No. I I didn't know any better. I actually gave him back the money and go here I didn't eat it all. And he's like he looked at me crazy because it was in a paper bag. And the other girl who was with me, the blonde, she was like, why are we giving her back? I'm like, I don't know what you mean. Like, are we not supposed to? And she's like, no. So I told another gentleman that was with him, God, and he put it back in the safe. So I didn't actually keep it because I felt terrible. I mean, every time we were gambling, I kept everything. So it was like 60K, 70K. It was a lot of money that I was winning. So when you gave him the money back, how much was it? When he gave you the 40K, how much did you give back to him? About... At least 20 because I, it was for me and the other girl. And I think my dress was like 10K. You still have that dress? Do you still have that dress? <laughs> I do. Actually, it's a vintage. So wait, how, when you went gambling, he's like, hey, you know, I want to go gambling. You know, you went with him. What, what, did he, what was his favorite game? What did he play? Bakra on the back. It was $250,000 chips. Like these little blocks. They weren't like regular chips. They were these little blocks. I was like, I could pay my whole house off with that. I just need two of these. <laughs> so you would, he would just like, hey, like sit down and like play with me. So you would get your own hand or some shit or? Yeah, he'd give me money, but I couldn't keep it because I had to gamble it. Whatever I gamble, I win. But it wasn't just me. It was me and like six, seven other girls. But then he noticed that some of them were greedy and started trying to stack them and not play. So I defeated the whole purpose of having fun. Say like, you're not playing monkey. Get out. Like that. that. (laughs) I see you. I see you monkey. (laughs) (laughs) You no fun. (laughs) So, so did he even have an accent or did he have like, am I being racist right now? Did he have like a British accent? (laughs) Okay. I'm being an (laughs) asshole. You just think Asian, you start talking Asian. <laughs> Wait, so he just talked like this? He just talked like a regular person? No, he didn't have an accent. And he could speak Spanish too. He said he was dating this universe from Brazil or or Colombia. So you must have been around with all these celebrities, right? He used to pay these celebrities, right? I mean, the rumor is, is that he paid like Paris Hilton like a million dollars. Yeah, Kim Kardashian. He bought him gifts, a car for her wedding with uh, what's a basketball player. I wasn't around for all of that. By then, I was like, I'm out. I made good money, and I just left the industry. Were you, like, in charge of, like, maybe gathering some girls for him? Like, did you have to wrangle up women, you know? for? I did. 
I did pretty good. I knew what he liked. He liked uh, girls with red nail polish. I don't know why. I just, okay. He liked blondes. Loved the blondes. So there was a few girls that would come and they would hang out and they didn't have what he wanted. I would make sure that they wore it, got it or something. Was he like, hey, Jola, give me some women, uh, you know. I'll, you know, tell I'll give them ten. I'll give them ten k each, or just like he wouldn't pay them or anything. He's like uh, gather some girls and we'll go gamble. And at one point, I think to get him in the water at the mansion, we threw in a bunch of uh, hundred dollar chips at the bottom of the pool, so they would go in there and swim, whether they were in their swimsuit or in their brown underwear or no clothes at all. And the girls did it. So was Jola like? Just a while. Was he just smashing all these women? Was he paying for them? Was I didn't see any smashing. I didn't see anything. He, he, the guy was just really observant. I thought that he'd be like party animal, like you know the way the hosts are out here. He didn't do much. He just kind of laughed, watched, and that was about it. He wasn't. He wasn't a creeper. He was so strange. So it felt safe being around him. I think I sat at the mansion there with him for a few days. So you never tried to hit on anyone. He was just kind of like, uh, almost like, like in like a like a dad taking out a bunch of like the kids and just making sure all the kids had fun. No, he he had his. He, 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 there was times he liked girls, but he was very shy. He wanted them to come to him. And so he, but he, but he knew, but he knew when there was a gold digger when they were doing just when they just wanted his money, right? He knew it. I guess so, because he was pretty good at smelling these people out. He would uh, tell me to get rid of some girls. At one point, I just, I was tired. I wanted to go home. And he's like, no, let's go back up um, to the villa. And I had gotten some girls. And uh, obviously, they were working girls. But I figured they could have been discreet about it, but they didn't. So he got upset. He's like, you sent me working girls. I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't know that. So I just played dumb. So in the end, he was just kind of like looking for love, you think, right? He was he was actually trying to find like a girl through all this. Like he was trying to fall in love. It seemed like he was looking for something, but I wasn't sure what. I think he just wanted to be life of the party. He really loved the attention. And, and at the time, did you realize that something was wrong or you were just like, man, this dude is just loaded and he's just spending all this shit? No, we had conversations. Like I said, I stayed there. So there was times where he didn't want to be involved with whatever was going on in the mansion. And we would just hang out in the room, just him and I, and he would just talk. And I was like, so where's all this money come from? That's how I knew about the him dating a Colombian and he, you know, he could speak Spanish. He was fluent. So, um, yeah, it's, he was just a different animal. That's all I asked him about and where he gets money from. And he told me that his family makes, um, military stuff like tanks and guns. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I just figured that's really where he got his money. Not until I saw Dirty Money, I was like, oh my God. Sound like, sound like Tony Stark. Like he was like Tony Stark. He yeah, was the Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> he was an original Iron Man. <laughs> he was the Malaysian Tony Stark. <laughs> I remember someone telling me, like, I think he was supposedly maybe dating Miranda Kerr, that model. And I think all he wanted to do was like cuddle and like sleep and like just lay together. I mean, when I would be with him, I would literally, we would both be on the bed. And just talking. Obviously, I wasn't under the covers, nothing crazy. But it'd be three in the morning. He's like, he would take naps. And he would wake up at 2 a.m. and want to go party. And I'm like, no, I'm done. And he'd be like, come on, let's go. And that was one of the conversations we're having. I'm like, what do you do? Why are you throwing out so much money? I don't understand. And that's when he told me what he did. And I go, all right. He's like, 
he didn't understand why I didn't ask for money. He didn't ask me that part. And I go, well, I figured I, whatever I win, I keep. So why would I need to ask for more money? So I'm assuming other girls asked him. I go, if you want to pay off my house, you can pay off my house. I don't care. Wait, so like you actually, like outside of all the criminal shit that he's done, right? Like, um, he was, to you, he was just like a good dude. Like, would you, at the time, would you have called him as, you know, like, he was your homie? Like, he was your friend? <laughs> he, was... I, he didn't bother me. He didn't do anything to me. It was cool. We had great conversations. Wait, so do you, do you ever look back and you think, like, damn, I should have, like, asked for more money? Like, I should have taken advantage? Oh, I was, I was fucking retarded. I should have just kept all the goddamn money and had him pay off my house when he would offer certain things or try to ask me if what I need or what I wanted or... I mean, he made Christmas happen that year for sure. <laughs> so, like off the table, how like how much do you think you turned away? Like, you think you may have turned away like half a million, maybe? If I think about it now, and I actually hung out with him more and did what all the things that he wanted to do, like go here, go there, I think I could have done really well for myself. Like, but you were like his madam, you were like his madam, right? A little bit, definitely one hundred percent felt like madam. <laughs> But he got really upset when I did send those girls, the blondes. He was really upset. He's like, that's not, yeah, he didn't want working girls. He just wants normal girls. He, he sent them on their way. So wait, do you think if you were taking advantage of the situation and kind of working a, a little bit more, you could have hit a mill. You could have made a mill easy. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. The guy was very, extremely generous. So when was the last like circumstances where you guys hung out? And then you just never heard from him again or like, or you just quit the nightlife industry. Is that what happened? Uh, I quit the nightlife industry and I just, it wasn't for me anymore. I just, Jola, I didn't know all this, all this shit was going on. It's crazy. You have to remember all these girls, as soon as they knew he was in town, they were like ready to go. Every hand that you played, he'd give you like a chip or two fifty, and you break it so you can keep on playing but you're looking at the whole trip i'm like yo i can pay off my full mortgage right now <laughs> so if you think about it it's actually a really good test right because you're giving quarter of a million dollars a hand well he was people watching he was definitely watching everything that was going on he was paying attention some of the girls were going to go cash in the chips you know we can only cash in nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars before you get taxed so they would have to like they were hiding it to not throw it back in and start uh, gambling. And then they would go cash it too because they weren't trying to pay taxes on it. I was going to ask, why Why did he never tip the DJs at all? Yo, no, no. I think he would send bottles. Like we get rosé, we get champagne and everything. It was an amazing time. I wish I was a little bit smarter about the money. If I would have known that. I mean, how was I supposed to know? And the guy was genuinely nice to me, so it was really, it's really hard to rip people off when they're nice to you. It's kind of like when you have clients and they become your friends, it's hard to like upsell them and shake them down. At that point, they're your friends. You're like, cool, just sit down, drink your one bottle and that's it. Yeah, but you know what? It's one of those things where it's never going to be enough. Even if you did take advantage of the situation, if you look back at it, you still would have been like, I could have gotten more. Wait, so what was the most wild shit you've ever seen? When they threw in all the $100 chips at the bottom of the pool inside the mansion. And the girl said, screw it. And they got naked and jumped in there. Jola, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Yo. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo. 
Yo, do you yo, believe that shit? Yo, if it's true, <laughs> I, I, I I didn't hear it. <laughs> I, I, I ain't trying to happened. get in trouble. It's crazy. The person yo. really called you block and like, Jesus, bro, I got out Oh, wow. I don't know, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a lot crazy. to take in, man. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, Nava. You said it. Yo. Um, oh, That's pretty crazy. That's insane. I'm I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, that would be the biggest Jolo thing. Yo, never would you would you have hopped on the Jolo train? <laughs> you probably would have, right? You would have. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. <laughs> he can't even wink. <laughs> never, you don't know how to wink. No. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Wait, wait, never. No, never, no, never. Wait, wait, wait. The sun is in my eye. <laughs> The yeah. like he can't fucking wink but to save his life. Yeah. He looks like he's a stroke. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gotten down with that shit. Really? Uh, <laughs> <nah>. <laughs> if Jolo was like, "Yo, I want you know, I want to fly. I'm, hey, I want to fly you here. You know, you, I, you know." See. <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't have done it, man. No, uh-huh, no. Hey, but what time are you leaving? Just so I know. <laughs> You wouldn't be like, oh man, Jola, I would fly, but my back's killing me. The doctor said it's going to be a $50,000 surgery. Uh-huh. You wouldn't be like that? No? No. I wouldn't have done it. What about you, James? You definitely would. <laughs> with your Hollywood ass. Hey, man, listen. <laughs> I'll be you would have been like, hey, Jola, you want to meet Diddy? I'm really cool with his son. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I know Quincy. I know Christian. I Quincy, know Quincy. Yeah, I know all those oh. guys. Yeah, it's Christian. Oh yeah, Christian's King yeah. Combs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. Uh nah, man. I can't do that. I can't. There's too much shit. There's too much shit. If, but then again, Leo did it. <laughs> so maybe you know, Leo's. Yeah, he's diabolical. Man. <laughs> I know, man. But you know what? Leo was smart. He um, I guess I don't know. I don't he know he made him donate money to his fucking his charities, right? Yeah. yeah. That was the that was the big thing. And I think yeah. he gifted him a Picasso, some type of art. Did really he return? Did he return the Picasso? Yeah, I think so. They had to return all that. Yeah, shit. or they had to pay for. That's it, right. Man. Yeah, yeah. There was that. like millions of millions and millions and millions. Yo, four point five billion. Yeah. Yo, fam, they can't find this dude. I know. Yeah. That's that's a. You know, he still got some of that money. I know all these. You mo- think he? Wouldn't it be funny if he's still in <laughs> Vegas? <laughs> we just in the underground. He's, he's living in the tunnels. <laughs> You know about the tunnels here in Vegas? I do, yeah. yeah I am. There's these tunnels in Vegas where like all these home there's like a they're like a homeless underworld, right? Underground city. Mm-hmm. There's an underground city this in these city. tunnels. Yeah. Imagine if he's like the king of this underground city. <laughs> And it's like he's just like Scrooge McDuck, just sitting on all these gold bars. <laughs> coins. And these gold coins. <laughs> just swimming in it. <laughs> it's like demolition. There's man. like all those those Picasso paintings and shit. Yeah, yeah. just every just <laughs> all of these riches around him. Just like Monet's, Picasso's, all of these all originals. Of, yeah, all these originals. And he's he's in a tunnel. Just with like swimming. You know, but he's like he's reigning over a kingdom of homeless people. It's like it's like a, a mix of John Wick and like Dem- Demolition Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like Dennis Leary and Lawrence Finchburn put into one. Jesus Christ! God bless you, Jolo. Jolo, can't wait to see. There's the got to be a movie. They're working yeah, on it. They was they working. Are. They was working on one. I don't know what happened. I wonder where it's gonna start if it's like a young Asian boy. And then he moves up and he becomes this fool. Uh, if they did a movie, who could play um who could play him in the role? 
I think Bobby Lee would be great. Oh, Bobby Lee would kill that role. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if he could play it straight, you know? I think so. But Bobby Lee also has, he's like the funniest motherfucker, but he also has one of the worst Asian accents I've ever heard in my life. Well, the person on the phone said that apparently he didn't have an accent. But comedians make the best dramatic actors. That's yeah, true. true. I think Bobby Lee may be able to kill it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Jolo has to have an accent, no? I, from the picture of it, he looks like he does. I don't mean to sound racist, but he looks like he does. <laughs> Yo, you can't say that shit. <laughs> it looks like Imagine if I said, yeah, he looks like he, he. I don't know. What could I say? He's a Mexican You've said accent. worse, yeah. man. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, shout out to Jolo. Shout out to Jolo. Respect. On the run. On, on the run. run. <laughs> and the jungles, apparently. <laughs> Maybe underneath. <laughs> 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 yeah, fuck around. <laughs> Jolo, the king See of the Jolo at the 7 Eleven or something. <laughs> Paying with a thousand dollar bill. You can't no, break a thousand? No. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, with chips. He's paying with chips, man. Still got leftovers. Oh, gold coins and shit. Gold coins. This ain't real. Cougar ants. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sir. I can't accept cougar ants. Okay. <laughs> what kind of establishment is this? This is Las Vegas. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I'm going underground. <laughs> so, I actually want to, I have a serious conversation I want to have. Ooh, well, you know, I, I want to talk about AI, but I don't know sure? enough about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's pretty crazy what's going on with AI. It's, yeah. it's fucking scary, man. Yeah. It is scary, right? Yeah. It seems like the slow death of humanity. Dude, a little bit, right? Yes, 1000%. Yeah. It's like first of all, it's the death to like creatives. And I think soul. this is it's it's kind of like it's giving regular talentless motherfuckers the opportunity to create mm -hmm. like to like skip the line and just create whatever they want it's right? the real life did you tool. actually do you see that clip with on um, will i am no and um black eyed peas it was like from maybe 10 years ago mm -hmm. and will i am was on he was on top of the shit like back then and he was he was showing it to the group and uh fergie was like yo this is not good this is like taking taking away our creative creative minds and shit right and he was like nah this is the future this is where music is going and she got pissed off and walked away really <laughs> yeah oh shit yeah. i mean she's right yeah but he's also right mm -hmm. yeah. you know it's like it's both of them are right yeah number one it, it is the future it's inevitable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's gonna start infiltrating every industry we're in every yeah. fucking industry yep. we're in mm -hmm. it's already invading industries where actors are dead and they're recreating fucking actors in cgi right yeah, yeah. paul so, walker yeah i mean it's just good like the look like the no, there's perfect. no limitations at this point mm -hmm. right yeah it's just gonna get better and better and people are just gonna be what they're not gonna have to work as harder right nope they're not gonna have to achieve as high excellence so first of all you have auto-tune right yeah mm -hmm. so anyone can kind of carry a note a Same, little bit yeah mm -hmm. and then number two you can take that vocals and you can make it sound like michael jackson mm -hmm. yeah Right, you can see everyone's doing Kanye now. There's like, there's this new, <laughs> there's this new of all people. Uh, why yeah. is it Kanye though? No, no, because it's funny. There's, there's this TikTok that's devoted. It's called Kanye Western AI, and it's just Kanye's voice singing all of this Western, these Western <laughs> country shit. songs. Yeah, wait, let me play some of this shit. Hold up. Oh my god. <laughs> So like this, this is just gonna keep taking over. Mm -hmm. Like you have Chat GPT, right? So like motherfuckers aren't even gonna write shit no more. Like the the the, the art of just writing itself and like caption writing and 
essay writing and all of this shit. Like I, I was talking with somebody who works in schools. Yeah. And they actually they're looking out like they have teachers that are looking out for anything written, mm-hmm. like reports or anything. Yeah. That it specifically looks like Chat GPT could have written it. This is all these things that are happening. Now. It was crazy, man. I didn't you know what um, South Park. They did an episode about this. That this guy was like he was touching his girl. He didn't know what to say, so he just went on. He found an app with the, yeah. um, with that. So he just looked at the app and whatever she said, he just like touched it into the app and it told him told him what to say. Mm. I, I mean, it's it's it feels like Skynet is gonna come soon, right? Yeah, like some Terminator <laughs> shit. Like it, it does seem like I'm I, like motherfuckers like, yeah, hey, Crook, you should fuck with Chat GPT. Like I don't even want to like have it on my computer. Mm-hmm. No, fuck that. For some, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I just oh, don't man. want them to have access mm-hmm. to. To, I, I don't know. I, it, it is a little bit scary. It's probably it's, it, very scary. it's probably very ignorant on my side. You know, like I'm just being being very ignorant and naive nah, about the nah, whole thing. Nah, bro, nah, scary as shit. But I think like yo, the shit is is fucking crazy. It is. Um, I just, did you see the guy online that does Tom Cruise? No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. I mean, he does his videos. It's called. He um, looks like Tom Cruise, right? No, he don't. He just take Tom Cruise face and put it. Oh, it's yeah, called bro. Deep Face. Mm-hmm. Hey, and he's doing all these. I don't know. That shit is called Deep. <laughs> Deep, no, it's deep fake. Sorry, deep, deep fake. And he's doing all these videos. Deep face sounds. I want deep face. Deep face sounds better. Hey, fam. He's doing all these videos. Hey, yo, fam, she does deep face. She yo. does deep Word? face. She Word? deep faced me last <laughs> night. She Word? deep faced the shit out of me last night. That's Damn, crazy. Why you gotta say it like that? Man? It's called deep face. Ooh. So the thing is called deep fake, and he's doing like these Tom Cruise. He's yeah. like Tom Cruise, like going to the store, doing different things, like right, yeah, normal yeah. things. I've seen that shit. So I mean. If you could do that to Tom Cruise, you could do that to anybody. Imagine if you want to set somebody up, of somebody kill somebody, and you yeah. set them up. You could like <laughs> this, this take shit. their face. You've been thinking about this shit. No, no, yeah, I know what you mean. It's but, gonna be hard to differentiate what's real and yeah. what isn't anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's, yeah. it's gonna be really hard. It's like you look at this shit back in the days. You see this in the movies. You'd be like, oh, this shit ain't gonna happen. But now. It's happening. I mean, I think what is the upsides to this? I think maybe creatives can use this in in a in a good way for a certain thing. Like I feel like some producers, like if I was gonna sell a record to Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. like the person doing reference vocals, I can run it through the AI and have it sound like Ariana. So she can like be like, Oh, but that's how what? it would sound. You but know then, what I mean? Think about it. Maybe somebody could record that. And they put it out to, as a bootleg. Yeah, of course they could. But now there's getting like the whole copyright patent. There's there's going everything changes now. Because mm-hmm. like what's what's the laws to protect artists and their voices? There, you never had to do that before. No, you know what I'm saying. I, I don't know, man. It's, just like this, the Kanye West thing. Can, can he sue this on um, that site? I mean, it's just social media. They're not making money off of it. He can send them a cease and desist. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, and they can take it all down. Mm-hmm. You know, but. If it's everyone has access, you can't sue everybody. You can't send a cease and desist to everybody. After a while, it just gets very. I mean, he's not a fucking billionaire anymore. Mm-hmm. You need to say that though. After a while, it just piles up. Oh, man. So it's like there's no, there's no. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the wild wild west right now with AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, they're gonna have to regulate it at some point. I don't know how they're gonna do it. But I think it's scary. I think, I think it's, it's yeah. going to be chaos for the next five to maybe 10 years. I think it takes about five to 10 years to regulate any type of new tech that comes out, right? Like MP3s. I mean, that like, could be true, but the way this is this is going on, it, it's like happening 
really fast. We even, faster fast, than the usual. Yeah. Even like the internet or like MP3s. Remember, like you know, when music, it took ten years mm-hmm. to like kind of. Yeah, regulated. That was, that was back then, but now everything is happening a little bit a little faster. Bit, yeah, a little bit. I mean, super fucking yeah. faster. I, I think know. it just kills a lot of things in in life. It doesn't let you enjoy shit naturally and and like organically. Like I mean, the, the the thing is that we're okay because we grew up in a generation. Yeah, but that's fucking sad. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, I think it's gonna be weird for kids to grow up with this type of tech and to have this accessible to them. Does that make sense? Like, you know, isn't it, it weird for you guys right now? It's it's weird for us because we know the original. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. But I'm saying, imagine a group of kids that are growing up where this is it like, it's gonna you know, be normal to them. We know where Tommy making a song with Marvin Gaye, uh, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and you know Jay Z and Tupac on a song that that could be an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like in five years, people can just be making music, and maybe just paying for the rights to people's voices. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like where you're just paying for the rights or. If if the if the estate of Jay Z or this person approves it, the song goes out, and that's how motherfuckers make music from now on. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, man. Do you know? I mean, anything could happen. I mean, that that sounds kind of nuts, right? Yeah. But it also sounds yeah, kind of possible. No, it could happen. Yeah. It, it, the only reason why it's possible be, is because if someone takes your voice mm-hmm. and they make a hit and it goes viral, and you know there's a potential for money there, are you going to stop it? You know, not everyone has the principles of Prince. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are just gonna go for the bag and release it. Yeah. And there's a, there's been a handful of artists that said like, "Yo, if the song is good, and they use my voice, I'll fucking re-record and we'll make it again." You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just the wild west right now, but it is kind of fucking scary. It's fucking scary. But anyway, before we end this podcast, we want to uh, give a shout out to some people. We, we lost a few good people, man. The yeah. Past couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, we want to do a rest in peace to DJ Fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing DJ, really great DJ from New York. Um, we want to do a, a rest in peace to Tyler Holt. Mm-hmm. He was really, really one of my favorite lighting guys of all time. Yeah, he worked at Hakkasan. He did mm-hmm. the Ling Room. Ling Ling Room. Uh, let me say that again. Um, he worked the Ling Ling Room. He did uh, the main room. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember when I used to DJ the Ling Ling Room. It was really a pleasure working with him. It was like so fun working with him. Completely professional. Mm-hmm. Helped me set up. Was awesome with the lights. We used to go and get Korean food together. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we need to do a rest in peace to Tyler Holt. And rest in peace to Donnie Fox. He was um he was a host in some of the nightclubs in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I first met him. He used to work at Light Group. And this is like years ago I met him. And then like to this day, every time I see him, he would be like, always be like, yo, what's up? What's good? How you doing? Like all friendly. And he was like that with everybody. And yeah, he passed away mm-hmm. like maybe two weeks ago. So yeah, yeah. rest in peace, Donnie Fox. All right, so rest in peace, Fresh. Rest in peace, Tyler Holt. Rest in peace, Donnie Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, peace, we out. All right, peace. peace. Thanks for tuning into The Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.